a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. You're listening to a very special edition of the KSL Movie Show. Today is Doug's last show as he retires after 45 years at KSL. Join us as we celebrate Doug's last program. His decades of work behind the mic. And all the people in Utah he's touched. Here's Doug Wright and Steve Sales on the movie show. On KSL News Radio. Holy cow. Wow, we got a handoff. Wow. I mean, that those those were the, the headliners. Yeah. The- wow. I, I'll tell you, it is weird. I have to admit, it's weird. I went over and I talked with Tim and Amanda for a few minutes. And, you know, I, I remember the first day I walked through the doors at KSL, you know, 45 years ago. We're on Social Hall Avenue. Covered wagon. I've told the story before, but it, I was just in awe. I was just in awe, and I felt so out of my Well, mind. that was kind of an intimidating building oh, to it, begin it, with. Well, and you walk in, and you just go, oh, my goodness, the people that, were, you know, were, were still there. Yeah. But the people over the years, and... And it was interesting to walk through the front doors of KSL today, and I thought, wow, wow. And, you know, this is the last time I'll walk through the doors of KSL as an employee. And, uh, wow. Yeah, we're going to need that card back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, they know my – I actually do this. I shouldn't admit to it. But sometimes when I – like if, if we've been overseeing a movie or something at Gateway, and I'll drive by, just park in the – you know, and I'll go in and, and get my free Diet Coke. Right. <laughs> And I'm sure they're going to pull the plug on that because you know, they're going, where is all this Diet Coke going? And for, oh, come on. Somebody's going to hold the door open for you, Doug. For so many, Maybe. So many years now, I've had my parking space in downtown Salt Lake City over on Social Hall. And, you know, here, and now I'm going to have to actually find a parking spot, you know. That is a perk I mean, also like enjoy. A, so yeah, I can, I I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. He won't be able to use the parking lot yeah. either. No, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. we'll have to park where I park. Well, although, you know, I talked to Grant Nielsen one day, and they said that they forgot to cancel his card for quite a while. So maybe I'll still be able to, Ooh. you know, <laughs> you'll see It some, doesn't hurt to try, but then you're going to have to back out when they won't open yeah, the some, some shadowy character walks through the front door and goes in and gets a Diet Coke and walks out. You know, it'll be kind of a legendary, you know, the ghost of KSL. And he always gets <laughs> like a Lady in purple at the Rio Grande. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, it is time for the movie show. And I want to make this really crystal clear. This is not the last movie show. This is the last movie show where I will be, you know, hosting it. But uh, Andy Farnsworth has been hanging out with us for, what, a couple good, months now? Good luck, sir. A couple <laughs> of months. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you and what. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah, th- this has been a great run. You know, we've kind of done the math on this. And in one form or another, uh, this show's been on the air for 38 years. 38 years. Uh, the, the, 
It's it's kind that's of, awesome. It should be against the law. You know, I discovered the movie show doing a documentary on Doug Wright in college my <laughs> senior year. I thought it was for real. I thought you were in Abu Ghraib and they were doing a torture <laughs> thing. Torture, you know? right? Yeah, that's right. Here, crank that up a little bit. Ooh, it's almost time for telephone torture. So. I still have the archive video that we shot back in. It was July, the weekend of the July twenty fourth, two thousand and five. Right. Uh, we came. Uh, There's three of us from my class. We had to do a documentary. And uh, the kid in our class is like, I want to do it on Doug Wright. And I was like, I know who Doug Wright is. But <laughs> he then went, who? I actually didn't know there was a movie show until we Real. ended up. <gasps> I didn't know. Oh, but now goodness. I know. Kill yeah. this mic. Well, upper management at KSL still doesn't know the show <laughs> exists, and that's why it's still on the air. So. so I'll keep my head down. Yeah, just keep your head down. Never mention it on the eighth floor. You know, it's it's okay to mention on the first floor, the second floor, down in the basement, you know, and even occasionally up on the third floor if you're hanging out with Desert Boat In the parking something. lot, maybe. Yeah. I don't know area. if my access badge goes higher than the third floor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you go to the eighth floor, ooh, after you kick off your shoes, of course, do not mention the movie show. Okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Do you think we ought to actually, you know, maybe go back to actually doing the movie show? Hey, this is your day, babe. Okay. Whatever you want to do. No, no. Well, although... I am surrounded. The most important thing, this one is happy retirement to Doug Wright. You will be missed from your friends at NPS. And then there's this really cool one that KSL put together. He got my ugly mug on it. But the most important is free donut truck today. Free mini kebab with a $20 purchase here at NPS. I told Julie, I said, this is the one prize the president is going to make him cry. I know. Uh, free donuts. Free donuts. <laughs> I mean, whoa. Okay. All right. We probably ought to go back and actually do, since this is a sponsored segment, Steve. All right. Whatever. And you know how we suck up to sponsors. Oh, boy, do we. Do we oh. ever. <laughs> okay. I don't do it, it as good as Michael Reagan did. It is the movie show preview, sponsored by Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The movie show special feature. Okay, we're going to be reviewing, although we did a little preview review last night. We did. At the Megaplex Theaters at the District, and we were actually hanging out with one of the stars from the Indiana Jones, three of the movies now, John Reese davies What a wonderful man. He's Salah. He's the Egyptian digger. And the guy that, uh, whether it's overtly or reluctantly, he's always saving Indiana Jones. Yeah, that was his job. Uh, that was his his job. And doing snarky little comments that we love. You know, remember the, the uh, prof- uh, Marcus, the, the big Marcus professor? Marcus Brody. Yeah. yeah. And remember when they're there and they're bragging about him. This is in the last crusade about, oh, Marcus knows this and this and this. He'll and find he, his way and anyway. And he, disappear. He, yeah. And then he goes, oh, he got lost in his own library. And <laughs> here's Salah going, run. And we go, what? Run. <laughs> Run, yeah. run, run. <laughs> you go, oh, so many great things in the movies. But anyway, he was terrific last night. We might uh, have a chance to replay a little of that interview that we did with him last night. So Indiana Jones, obviously, we're going to be talking about that. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, the donuts are being served as we speak. And the squirrel. show is over. Yeah, look at this squirrel. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden there are donuts over Thank here. you. And the boy, no kidding. Nimona, we were talking about that last night. I and, really like that. You know, I started off, and honestly, I was kind of going, oh, this is that kind of animation. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, this is going to be something that has this big meaning and agenda and everything. And then I just went, no, no, no wait a minute. Well, now that's kind of, what? That, I ended up just enthralled. 
by the end of this little I movie. I loved Nimona. Yep. All right. So did you see it? I did. You did? And? He did. Uh, like no, I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't like earth moving. Well, see, that's why we bring him along. You know, there has so, to be a fly in every ointment. <laughs> <laughs> and there he is. <laughs> okay. Nimona, we'll talk about that. Everybody and Sound of Freedom. Yeah, Sound of Freedom, that's a big movie that's opening on the 3rd of July. So on the 3rd, but we yeah, you know, we should probably do We have a duty. And a responsibility. And a responsibility. The Everybody um, movie is so interesting. It's about people that are intersex. I didn't know that was a thing, but they have body parts. You know, Instead oh, yeah. of this gender reveal where it's blue and pink, yeah. they're kind of in the middle. And there are like 30 to 40 different variations of what yeah. I learned a lot about. You know, they're like... Oh, it's a really good story. Okay. And we're going to review the big movie. Obviously, we've got movie news, and, we just, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. But uh, Alan Arkin, dead at the age of 89, he's, he's one of those guys. He's rarely the big st- I mean, he's not like John Wayne, Harrison Ford. He's not a Tom Hanks or something. But you see him, and you just love his performances. He's uh, like a counterpuncher. Yeah. He's always the guy That's that right. has the quick whip. That's right. He is uh, he's a, a gift to moviegoers. Uh, let's see. What else have we got? Special guest, T.C. Christensen. Yeah, I've known uh, TC for a long time. Seventeen and a half miracles. You always give him some. I thought it was <laughs> sixteen and a half. Oh, you oh, gave him one right. more miracle. Yeah, there, you gave Steve. him a half a miracle more. Well, inflation. Oh, <laughs> listen to this. But TC is one of our truly great local filmmakers and a great filmmaker. Just he has something overall. coming up, doesn't he? Well, we're going to find out, okay. aren't we? Well, we'll see. Yes, that, and remember, it was uh, what two years ago that he received uh, the big honor, you know, from the. Uh, Folks down at the Sarah Theater. And oh, yeah, yeah. At the, the time, we used to call it the LDS Film Festival, but now it's Zion, right? Yeah, Zion Film Zion Festival. Independent Film Right. So, anyway, we'll be talking with TC. And uh, my claim to fame with TC, when I really got to know him, it's when I was uh, doing some America First Credit Union commercials, and he did the shooting on that. Oh. And uh, Michael Dunn, who now is a general authority, you know, he would direct and everything else. And Michael Dunn's a general authority? Yeah, yeah in the 70s. But anyway, he I did not get that memo. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was a, a really amazing thing, and they were both so great. Michael was great. Our kids knew each other in school. And then uh, TC uh, as the photographer at that oh. time. Just amazing. Now become a great director. Absolutely. And then uh, we got a bunch of stuff. Streaming stuff is coming up. Not screaming, but streaming. By the way, okay. your wife mentioned Hijack. and Yeah, we're going to talk about oh, yeah. that. That That's is a series. four-star all day. And we didn't get the e-ticket to that like you do, so I've only seen a couple of episodes. Because, you know, yeah, because trained professional. What? You're a trained professional, really? <laughs> okay. I almost couldn't say that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be charitable. And uh, D. Oh, today? D- yeah, well, no. I'll, I'll Why get, start now? I'll get over that real quick. But uh, D will be here with the quirky pick. She was there last night. She with was. Us. And by the way, can I just tell you, the folks at Megaplex, they just pulled out the stops Man. last night. It Poor was, Jeff, he looked worn out. They had a camel out in the front. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had a Maserati out in the front. They had all kinds of things going on. People were all dressed in the costumes it was from all the cool. different movies. No kidding. Now, when, when John Reese uh, Davies was there, you know, he was not in costume, but they had somebody who was... Yeah, they had a solid look-alike. They had a solid look-alike out there with the camel, (laughs) and so that was great. Telephone torture. We got a really good telephone torture today. Really? Oh, come on. Don't you love telephone torture? Sure. Sure. (laughs) Lies. 
he, he's got both of his hands behind his back with all nine of his fingers crossed. He's like, I want to be on this show. I really want to be on this show. You yes. let the nine fingers go without, you know, s- saying something snarky? Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, no. With you, it's 11. So anyway, uh, what else you have know, we got here? You know, John Reese davies has is missing a part of his finger. I thought you were going to say story. he has 11 he, No, he was, was putting an engine in a van. Ooh. And... Ooh. And then during a movie, I think it was one of the Indiana Jones movies, he pretended like he had cut his finger, and they put a fake one on, and it came out, and they had fake blood, and the director was losing his mind. <laughs> they oh, thought man. that was funny. So they couldn't sew it back on? Did the they just engine threw smack. it away. That's dog- why Spielberg didn't do this last one, because of that. <laughs> he felt right. bad. <laughs> dog ran off with it. Probably. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have just a little preview of what's coming up on the movie it's show. It's pretty much Helter Skelter. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. Okay, and the biggest release of the week, if not the year. Although we've had so many big releases, it's really hard to isolate one. But this one, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Here's a little sound from it. I'm retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something. On a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Stop! Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes. And with this, I will correct them all. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. (laughs) Boy, there are all kinds of things that get stolen during Indiana Jones movies. I mean, first of all, we're looking for the Ark of the Covenant, right? Oh, yeah, you mean the, yeah, yeah. there's always a MacGuffin. And something. then we're, we're missing the stones and the little children that have been purloined by evildoers. And then we're looking for the Holy Grail. Then we're looking for the Crystal Skull. Which and, we should have left where it was. Right, back in the, you know... <laughs> Lead-lined refrigerator, and then that was one tough refrigerator, by the oh, way. Oh boy, it was when Indy goes rolling around on that. Gave it's like they shot that thing a hundred miles away. Uh, well, it was an atomic bomb, Steve. And it was a lead-lined and it was refrigerator. Whatever. <laughs> and then now we're looking for the Dial of Destiny. I like this movie a lot because it took us back to the era when uh, Doctor Jones in the 1930s and you know did Nazis everywhere. And I've said this from the very beginning. We talked about it last night. You just do not get nastier, meaner, better-dressed villains <laughs> than you get, you know, in the Nazi era. Yeah. They, I mean, they rule. Yeah. They, well, <laughs> oh, thank, thankfully, thank, they didn't. Thank heaven. You know, I read a book recently that said, you what know, if? We, we, Churchill, Stalin, you know, Tojo and uh, all of them. I mean, Adolf Hitler and FDR. And of all those people, which person represents the world that we have today? And it's FDR. You know, Churchill is wonderful, but he wanted to maintain the empire. Stalin, Tojo, gone. Hitler, gone. It's FDR. FDR who shaped the world. That makes sense. So, meanwhile, back at the ranch. So this movie I really enjoyed because we went back and then we talked about the de-aging last night. For some people, that can be defocusing, but get over that because it's a great scene. Yeah. 20 minutes of this movie, don't lose it by just looking at Harrison Ford. Right, because the the whole tribute to Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original film, is in that first 20 minutes. That's right. Because he goes back and you know, knocks out the right. Nazis and... It's just delightful. I forgot to watch that because I was staring at his stupid face. Yeah. I always forget the guy's name, but he was in Casino Royale. He's the guy that had the little trickle Mads of Mikkelsen. blood. Mads Mickelson. Yeah. A little 
trickle of blood coming out. The chief. He is a wonderful villain, so we get a lot of him. And he hasn't quite gotten over the Nazi laws, let's just put it that way. Yeah, he has an interesting idea how to fix that. Yeah, really, and you kind of go, whoa. (laughs) So I really like the movie. I don't want to give away too much of it, but we're kind of bouncing around in time occasionally because Mm -hmm. this Dial of Destiny is something pretty amazing. It locates fissures of time. That's how they describe it. Hmm, What does that mean? So let's, uh, let's just get a quick thought from each of you on it. Well, I, I liked the movie. I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I, but it, I thought it was a no-win situation. You're taking over for Spielberg. You're trying to finish off this great Gee, I legacy. I wonder what that's like. Yeah. And, and, yeah, good luck. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, is he delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I just thought, how do, you, how do you do it? And Spielberg himself said when he saw that first 20 minutes, he goes, man, that guy did it almost better than I did it. And yeah. it kind of ticked him off. But I, I think it's cool that, you know, Indy came back. He's 80 years old. I mean, yeah. when he shot this, he's 79. That's There's some physicality involved in this character, and I yeah. was surprised that he was so anxious. And I love the new the new input of having um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge right. as his goddaughter come in. Yep. I thought that was a nice uh, you know, introduction to him. Better than Shia LaBeouf. Oh, boy. Okay. You, you I actually that they like did... Shia LaBeouf in okay. Crystal Skull. Oh, we're going to have so much oh, fun. Oh, yeah, we're going to have okay. a long talk with you. But no, what but they did think? explain about Mutt. Yeah. So I mean, that was the kid's name. But he wasn't in it. No. No, no he wasn't in it. But they explained why he wasn't in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, All right, so I thought about it more after we talked last night. So I'm a little did more we... solid on the three-star than so I was we yesterday. converted you. You got me a little bit, but yeah. okay. um, it is, it, it's a little, like, it's just hard to watch your legends that you have so firmly imprinted in your mind looking a certain way at a certain age yeah. and it's hard to see them be older than that it just is you know we didn't get to watch Harrison Ford every day Indiana Jones grow old he, you you saw him as you know young and strong in in Temple of Doom and in Raiders and in Last Crusade and then now he's he's 80 i mean it happens. It does. I know. I'm just saying. And so that's for me. That was part of the struggle was just seeing that and saying, okay, yeah. like I got to accept that Indy's older. Now I did like that James Mangold didn't make Indy do too many things that seemed outside right. his realm. Like right. the stuff that he did, right. he wasn't trying to punch out this six foot eight Nazi that was, yeah. you know, three hundred pounds of muscle. They well, had that one scene where he's climbing that hill and he has to stop to catch his breath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like real. And you know, so let's just run through. I, I'm I'm three. Uh, three and a half. I couldn't even go. I, I liked it. I'm a I'm a solid B. Three stars. Okay, and, and three for me. I'm I'm a, I'm a more solid three now. You're a born again three. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, as is true to form on this very precise. And they're not going to miss that at all. Radio program. The news is going. Thank heaven. This is last show. <laughs> not just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news Action. on the KSL Movie Show. Okay. Movie news. I mean, we've got to talk about Alan Arkin. You know, oh, what, yeah. what a great, great person in Hollywood. And just incredible. And every time Alan Arkin was in a movie, there was usually a little snark factor, even a little sinister occasionally. Quite often, you know, just a very friendly character. He's just one of those guys that always just rounded out the movie and made it better. And he was still active. I mean, he was in that show, The Kaminsky Method, with right. Michael Douglas. And I guess we've lost him, so shoot. Yeah, 89 years old, Alan Arkin. Okay, what have you got for us, Steve? Okay, okay. so Phoebe Waller-Bridge, 
was yeah. she's the one that plays Helena, right? Uh, in the new uh, Indiana Jones movie, she said she was so nervous and so intimidated on the first day of shooting that she told Harrison Ford, "Please just let me know if I'm screwing up because sometimes I get in my own head and I don't know what I'm doing, and I'll happily redo the the scene." He said, he rolled up his script and he tapped her on the head, <laughs> and he said, uh, uh, "He said, does that help?" Oh wow! There <laughs> do you the go. voice. Does that help? There well, you go. More Batman. That's not more Batman. Yeah. So everyone Sean on the set Connery erupted. Everybody erupted in laughter. Yeah. And the ice was broken. And then he squeezed her shoulder and he said, yeah. "You're doing great, kid." Isn't that cool? Isn't that I cool? That was a good story. Another Harrison Ford. This is a big thank you. And some people might not have heard this, but he wasn't the first choice for Indiana Jones. Oh right. You know, it was Tom <laughs> Selleck. <laughs> Tom Selleck was the first choice. And he said, you know, I uh, I just absolutely want to. Does he to send him a Christmas card? Thank, oh, it's something. He said, how did I get the job? Tom Selleck had the job. But he also, you know, had an obligation to do a television series. And he was unable to get out of the contract. I became the second choice. And I'm very grateful for Tom. Thank you, Tom. Man, if you're listening, thank you again. So I bet Tom's like, yeah, you're welcome. Isn't that amazing when you kind of, you know, who was actually considered or approached or even signed and then for whatever reason they couldn't fulfill it like can you imagine ronald reagan as uh, rick in casablanca well and michael j fox in uh you know who was it Back uh, to the, eric stoltz, eric was stoltz. Originally marty mcfly and that's been a Shot joke the whole thing remember that's been a joke in some time warp continuum yeah type that, in things. the flash you know yeah in the flash that's right yeah. that's where it was very recently and they had a whole scene where they talk they about the whole it. thing where they talk about it and everything that movie else. should have done better I thought The Flash was pretty good. I did, too. I'm surprised people aren't biting off on it. And, again, is it the superhero fatigue? Yes. Or is it, you know, fear of DC? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. What have you got, Stephen? Okay. Remember when those idiots, uh, Pete Davidson and Colin Jost, bought that Staten Island ferry for $280,000? Apparently, Pete was high, and he just said, yeah, let's get one. Let's buy one. Turns out that they have plans to turn it into a comedy and entertainment venue, including a restaurant, Uh a concert venue, movie theater, even hotel rooms. The project should take about five years to complete. The outside will still look like the Staten Island Ferry, but the funny part. with rust. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. with rust. The funny part was Joe's called Davidson recently, and he said, hey, can you jump on this Zoom call with me? He goes, what for? He goes, we're going to talk about the, the ferry. He goes, are we still doing that? Oh. He had no idea. He thought he just threw his money away, and that was the end of it. But yeah. so, and by the way, his series Bupkis has just been renewed, renewed for a second. Season. Did you hear Pete Davidson just got checked into rehab again too? Oh wow, really? That just was in the last couple of days. This that just news in. Came out. Yeah, that's you know, a shocker. The the poster child for it can actually work out. Of course. I mean, you look at Iron Man, you look at yes. all the, I mean, Robert Downey Jr., I mean, I remember thinking, this guy is toast. We're going to be reading about him in not a good way. And his wife saved his life. That's amazing. Yeah. And and look at that. what would have been lost. Because yep. uh, they've you know, just, uh, I think it was John Favreau said this week, there's no Marvel Universe without Robert Downey Jr. Oh, you know, it, it is so pivotal, that Iron Man character and his persona and Stark. I mean, all that stuff. He is so good. Anyway, meanwhile. Speaking of superhero movies, you know, every time I read anything about DC, sometimes I think, am I being punked here? But uh, following months of speculation, the DC universe has found its new Superman in David Cornsweet. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, but he looks either. like a cross between a he younger 
He that's uh, that's one of the big complaints. He looks like Cavill. Yeah. You know, and you go, wow. And so there there's uproar. Of course, you know, anytime you know a major character is is replaced or whatever. There's but I always hear he's little... really he could be really good. That's what I'm hearing too. And then the fact that we have the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnahan, as Lois Lane. I know. You know, I was so used to seeing her in the period costumes. Right. Right. That you can't imagine her being any anything contemporary. You know, she could be really great. Oh, I love her. She could be so really great. Much. So you know, who knows? Uh, Superman Legacy will tell the story of Superman's journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing as Clark Kent in Kansas, and Truth, Justice, and the American Way. They actually put American Way in here. That's one thing that's been missing from a lot of the movies: Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Sounds like but they're going back old school. Yeah, I I hope that I hope. So, you know, truth, justice, and the American way guided by human kindness in a world that sees kindness as old-fashioned. And we're looking mid-2025 It's on July 11th, 2025 is the day. That's Dee's birthday. And so, you know, I don't get a free Slurpee, but uh, and that's because Superman of Dee. Legacy. And you can go see Superman You can thank Dee for You both. can thank Dee for the free Slurpee. That's I what she that's keeps cool. telling herself. <laughs> you got anything else, Stephen? Nope. Uh, well, the other thing is... Harrison Ford turns 81 in a couple weeks. Wow, that's just hard to believe. I just can't believe hard it. To believe. Did you see this one? John Krasinski uh, bidding adieu, of course, to Jack Ryan. And, that's and by just, the way, yeah. probably the best, the season four is the best of the, of the four. But he's gearing up for a, as described here in this article, star-studded, heartwarming project titled If. It's a fantasy comedy set to debut in 2024. As per Gizmodo on this one, he said he's doing it for his kids. He said it's uh, extremely personal for him, dear to him. The anticipation uh, is not only because he wants to do something for his kids, but he wants to do something with Ryan Reynolds on this as well. So the movie is speculated to have kind of an Amblin style, you know, kind of a feel to it. And it uh, revolves around imaginary characters but we see them apparently even with adults who have suppressed it and everything else but this this character no, what i read it. was that imaginary friends that were left behind left by grown-ups behind by grown-ups and so and by, know, in fact i couldn't find if and it is now changed to imaginary friends that's the new title you know, we we have if by the way, imaginary yeah. friends. Yeah, I got that, but it, they've changed it to imaginary friends. Kaylee Fleming uh, suddenly gains this ability to see everyone's so I imaginary. See, I friends. see dead people, but not really. Yeah, and uh, it's triggered by a tumultuous event in her life. And you know, it's interesting because apparently Emily Blunt will tell uh, the family that even if it's rated PG, like A Quiet Place. To me, it's PG-40, and the kids aren't going to watch it. It's too scary. What? Yeah, she calls it PG-40. So uh, they, they're doing this for their kids. Well, have you seen the cast list for this? Thing? Oh, I know. Yeah, I have it right here. Emily Blunt, Femi Waller. We've got uh, Waller-Bridge. Uh, Matt Damon, Maya Rudolph, Vince Vaughn, Sam Rockwell. We've got uh, Christopher Maloney. We've got Aquafina, John Stewart, Richard Jenkins, one of my favorite character yes. actors. Steve Carell. I mean, it goes on and on, and it's supposed to be in theaters May 24th of 2024. It's animated, right? Uh, some of the characters are animated, is oh, what okay. I understand, because some of them are doing animated voices, but I'm not really sure. I yeah. don't know okay. for sure. But it's not completely animated. That's, no. That's for so sure. It's like okay. Jessica Rabbit kind of thing? Yeah, uh-huh. I, th- I think that's the case. But, again, you know, who knows? I mean, this is only the movie show, so. Yeah, we just know partial truths. How important is accuracy? <laughs>
We keep asking ourselves. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to move into part two of the movie show. And my friend T.C. Christensen yes, is here. Yes, T.C. here. He'll be joining us Woo-hoo. coming up. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Amanda. Hi, this is Jeff Kaplan. Doug, I'm going to miss the stories about Utah politics, about the movies, even about donut joints. Please don't be a stranger and do enjoy your well-deserved retirement. We're going to miss you. Boy, so many nice comments. I know. I, I just had to pay them to do all that. I had <laughs> I broke the bank. I had the nicest lady who just came up. Her name was Katie. And she remembered on the movie show one time, I think it was a Christmas time we were talking about, you know, some of the great old things that we remembered from Christmas. And somehow I, I, I one of us, I, it was probably me, mentioned Arthur Godfrey. Oh, yeah. And uh, she gave me this album of uh, 78 records. There are one, two, three, four. Four of them in there, Arthur Godfrey Christmas. You uh, actually have a seventy-eight. I do, I do. I have, I have the, the big thick, the the gramophone that will will actually play these, and then I have an electronic, you know, uh, that this probably would have played been played on in the nineteen forties, you know, even before my time. But how sweet of that woman to Can do you that! Believe that that is just really nice. amazing. People care about you. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Are we well, going to try to get TC? We're going to get TC over here. Come on over here, TC. You know, we'll get you all mic'd and wired for sound over here, and you know, get t- him into hair and makeup real quick. Get, get him into well, I don't know about hair, but <laughs> get him into makeup. <laughs> yeah, oh, that will get him. But um, he didn't hear any of that. I don't think you heard any of that. <laughs> TC, how are you? Glad to be here on your oh. last day, Doug. Doug, this is Isn't so that weird. Good to, yeah. you know, it, it it is so strange for me, and I've said this so many times. I mean. Every every working day of my life, practically since I was 16 years old, I've walked into a broadcast facility of mm. some kind. And mm. yeah, the last regularly scheduled show today, and I am honored that you joined me today. I was I was you know everybody thinks of you now as just such a great filmmaker, but I I remember the good old days when we were shooting commercials together and all kinds of fun things. And. Uh, those were good days too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Michael Dunn, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mentioned. You know, look at your, the films you've made and everything. Michael now is a seventy in the mm-hmm. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and I'm still hanging out in Eureka. Nothing ever changes for me. <laughs> but you know, those those were some great golden days. And you've got to tell us what you're doing now. Well, I thanks. I'm glad to be here, and I get to tell you that uh, though COVID was bad for me, and like most of us yeah it was well, i did nothing i was not able to get anything going so now i'm stacked up i've got three films going now that are in production or post-production do you want can i tell you this? absolutely well the first one is we tell the story uh true stories you know i only do true stories and it's the story of alma richards oh, yeah. he was a young man in southern utah 1910 he goes to high school and he's big and one of the, the this coach who's the coach of a new sport called track he says you're big why don't you come out and try out for track alma comes out and two years later he wins the olympic gold medal in stockholm 
So it's a sports story. Wow. That's really that ticket. You know, I've joked for years, you know, being Utah's Mr. Sports, and I'm not a great expert on sports, and but I really appreciate the the, the amazing stories. Mm-hmm. I lo- sports movies are among my very, very favorite mm-hmm. movies, and even Steve, he usually just looks for every opportunity to jump on me for sports stuff. That's true, though. I yeah, love no, sports movies. They are inspiring. So I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. When, when are we going to be able to see it? Uh, with the Olympics next summer, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to open it just before that, so yeah. be part of the Olympics. It's funny, when you mentioned Alma Richards' name, I knew I knew that, but I was trying to pinpoint what it was, and mm-hmm. of course, That's the you know, Olympics. Is it going to be called Alma Richards? You know, I don't know the title yet. We're kind of still testing it and trying to see. What 18 we... Miracles, perhaps? <laughs> he gave you an extra half a miracle earlier. We're, I know, I, inflation. We, we were promoing, you know, because yeah. he, he still questions the rattlesnake miracle. Yeah, that's So ridiculous. he's he's discounted that. He calls it 16 and a half miracles. But today he gave you 17 and a half. Well, any compliment from Steve, I'll take. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't come very often. <laughs> oh, come on. Ooh. Hey, speaking of great compliments, when you were honored by, at that time, the LDS Film Festival uh, down in... You know, you're not wearing your loser T-shirt. Yeah, I lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, that's, in a, in a yeah. bet. <laughs> was this was this a crap game or something? What was it? He was washing his car one day. Yeah, and... that's right. Yeah, I, if I'd have known I was going to be expected to wear that, I never would have taken it. Doug. He Sorry. never, he I, never would have cut no. it up into rags for you know polishing furniture or something. Well, let's talk about the other movies that are coming up. So, next one, it's 1939. Germany. Yeah. Nazis. Indiana Jones. Close. Because I heard your promo on that. I thought, I want to get in on that. We tell the story of just in the days, just few days prior to Germany invading Poland in World War II starting, of how they had to get the missionaries out of Germany. And it's miracles, and it's Nazis, and it's James Bond. Wow. It's kind of different for me. It's a different kind of a film that de- deals with church and spirituality. Wow, I'm looking for that. That is such an amazing era. I just read a book called V is for Victory mm-hmm. about the winning of World War II with a focus on on uh, Franklin Roosevelt. And I'm not kidding you. Every time I read about that era and the lead up to the war and what was happening, you know, one of the most chilling photographs that I ever saw, and it was uh, uh, my friend, you know, uh, who was the archivist, the church archivist when it comes to, to uh, pictures, and uh, he showed me the book, and they were just great pictures that probably nobody's ever seen regarding LDS church history. Mm. And I'm turning the pages, and I'm Bill Slaughter is, is who I talk, mm. I'm talking about here. And I turn the pages, and there is President Heber J. Grant sitting on a stage in an auditorium with a huge swastika flag hanging behind him. That was required by law in Germany. Public gatherings, everything. You know, if there would be a swastika flag there. And to see the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints sitting there with other saints on this stage with the swastika behind him was one of the most unnerving things I have ever seen. And it was right in the era you're talking about. Well, there's, there's, you'll learn in our film a lot of those kind of things going on. I hope it's one of those that people come out of the theater and go, how did I not know this story? Yeah, yeah. There's so much to it, and it's so amazing. How do you ferret these stories out? I've been trying to get TC to do the... Uh, the uh, Jesse Knight story forever. Yeah, and the, that is a good story, the, Doug. No oh, question. The, the Mormon mining wizard, and yeah. I mean, oh, back to the you know windows of heaven and mm. the 
you know, uh, saving the credit of the LDS Church and so on. But how do you come up with these ideas? It's it's matter of reading and doing what my wife says yeah. and what my mom says. And not what Doug says. No. You're, you're third on the list. Third I'm on the sorry. list. Right, right. Yeah. Well, there's one more then. So. Yeah. And that is uh, we're going to do a, a try our hand at a feature documentary. Uh, my son Tanner, who's done our editing for all of these films, is interested in moving up and being a director. And he's going to direct this film about a, a local athlete called Ben, named Ben Kerr. And uh, Ben, the short of it is, he was born with some real challenges. He had some physical problems, and he was told by doctors you and his parents, you, you're never going to live an ordinary life. This no. kid is not. And, and instead, Ben lived, has lived an extraordinary life. He's overcome all of this. It's one of those kind of films uh, where we have a guy who's just got the whole world against him, and he turns it around and becomes a terrific person. Right. The the first movie that you mentioned, you know, regarding the Olympic athlete, we've we've got to talk about that. When when do you think that it will be released? Do we? I'd say April or maybe May. April or May. Mm -hmm. So a little less than a year from now. I so look forward to your your films, TC, and you've done some amazing things. You really have. No, we we have so many great stories to tell. Isn't that, it true? I mean, we, meaning our culture in this area, and, you know, I've never run out of ideas. You know, that's why it, it really ticks me off, and I know it ticks Steve off, too. When somebody does take one of our local stories, whether it's something about Brigham Young or whether it's something about Porter Rockwell or what, what whatever it might be, and Hollywood takes it, and you go... Why would you mess around with an already amazing, unbelievable true story story as it is? I think of that Al Pacino movie from a couple of years ago about the uh, guy whose family died in the car wreck. They just sort of neutered all the stuff that made, like, all of the faith that the guy had. It was the bishop whose family died. Right. I remember that. That was up on 20th East. Yeah. And and then they made the Hollywood version of it, and they made it neutral, and they just changed a whole bunch of things that took... What made the story unique in the first place, and, and yep. it just sort of stole. I, I love the research you do. I love where you go to shoot. I love how you shoot. And, you know, I think back on, on some, you know, we all have our favorite T.C. Christensen movies. But, you know, this this is always such an unfair question. It's like, you know, which, which of your kids is your favorite, you know, and it's an impossible. But as you look back technically and Maybe the difficult of the difficulty of the accomplishment and so on. Is there a film you go, wow, I love them all, but I'm really glad I got this one made. Well, it is. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to pick one of them, but I kind of have to. I have to say the last one because you know if I <laughs> if I say back in 1980 I made this film, well that means your career's gone. <laughs> I don't want that. So. That film we did last, The Fighting Preacher, it was a delight from start to finish. The experience and the actors and the family that was involved with that was were terrific. And now I'm hoping a year from now I'm going to say one of these yeah. new films. I remember when we talked answer. about that film and I, I, I got the chance to see it. And it just was so real. You know, sometimes just holding your emotions, you know, just. But then just kind of go, well, maybe, maybe this skill works for me. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which it did in that movie. Doug, I, look, I brought you something. See this? What is this? 
This is your going away prize. Uh-huh. And this is the, sorry, it's the best thing I could think of for you. Oh but it is. This yeah. are three IMAX frames from the wow. first IMAX film I did with Keith Merrill. Oh, my and goodness. I've signed that for you, and there's a garbage can. You can put it in <laughs> on the way out. This is amazing. But Thank to see, you. I don't know if, how, if you've ever held an IMAX frame in your hand. See how large that, that is. That is huge. It's, the only time, well, I, I, I saw a projectionist once at the Parkview actually you know, thread up the old Bauer projectors with these, but I did not touch it. And then the last time... I was this close, and I didn't touch it either. It was when Larry Miller opened the Junction Theater, uh-huh. you know, the Megaplex Junction yeah. up in Ogden, and he would always do it with 70-millimeter film, and they'd cut the film, and then they'd go back and splice it because it's so rare and hard to find. Hmm. TC, thank you That's so cool. much. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. That yeah. is wonderful. Thank you so very, very much, not only for, you know, being on the show and everything, but your friendship. And, you know, my whole life, I'll tell this little story about TC. My whole life, I've, I've had a hard time with light because I have keratoconus. And mm. my, my corneas are so messed up. And I've had four transplants, and I'm due for another one before too long. But light, just, even when I go back and I look at pictures in the family, my grandpa, who is the most loving, non-judgmental, unconditional love person, he goes, Dougie, open your eyes. And, I, and I'm always squinting. TC worked with me, and so did Michael, mm-hmm. when we shot outside on those commercials we did. And I was always just dying, trying to keep my eyes open and the shiny boards and everything. You worked with me on that. You were so kind about that. And the finished product, you'd never know that I was dying and the light was killing me because you shot it just right. And I've always appreciated the empathy and the gift and the skill on that. Well, that's the only time I've been nice ever. I'm glad it was with you. <laughs> and see, I have exclusivity on TC's <laughs> yes, niceness. And I, and I will treasure this. Thank you, TC. Thank you. And, I'm, and, and please come back and join us, brother. Yes. Yeah. I, I promise I, I won't pick on you. That's, I've already got questions about your uh, Olympic thing. Okay. All right. That, is that going to be okay? Am I a traitor in some way? Yeah, you can't be seen with these guys. That's what I was worried about. You know, about. yeah, right. You know, no, no oh, we're doing call in under earth, a huh? screen name, an assumed <laughs> okay. name. Yeah, call <laughs> under. This is R.C. Christensen, yeah. you know. <laughs> TC, congratulations Thanks. on a great, great career. And uh, that, that loser T-shirt, you know, yeah. The, we'll have to replace yeah. it for you. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I'll be waiting. Hey, <laughs> Doug. You have been terrific to me my whole career. I've known you this whole, all these years, and I'm really sorry to see that you're not going to be here anymore. Oh, so good luck you. with you whatever know, you're going to do. Th- there's a time to exit the stage, and you know, for me, this this is a, a good mm-hmm. time. But it's hard. I have to admit, mm-hmm. it's hard. TC, thank you so very, very much. Thanks, so good thanks, to see thanks, you, thanks, TC Christensen. Thanks, truly, just a great, great filmmaker. He's a good man. He takes a story and just makes it come to life. He really does. And I'm still going to keep. I'm going to keep leaning on you for the Jesse Knight story. I got Boyd uh, Knight's number. I'll give you a <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Thanks, TC. TC Christensen with us here on the movie show. Boy, you know this uh, piece of uh, IMAX. That is so cool. You know, film is just incredible. I, I had no idea it was that large. Oh yeah, and and it's not. The, the frames are like sideways. You know, they're not. Normally, when you look at a piece of film and you hold oh. it up, it's you know just kind of standing up, right? Yeah. But with and and it depends on the format. But and some of the old seventy millimeter film actually had the magnetic strip down the side like tape, huh? you know, rather than the sound wave on the the celluloid. So anyway, meanwhile, back we're in the weeds here. No, that's very cool. 
Hi, Doug. This is Tanya Vea, Executive Vice President of Bonneville. I'm wishing you the very best in retirement. KSL will not be the same without you, and we thank you for everything you've done for us. Huh. Is she on the eighth floor? Yeah. Close. I think she saw. She just got put up to the eighth. Yeah, floor. but she just she just made the the long walk up to the eighth floor. So well, don't make it sound like the Green Mile. Or hey, something. Tanya is amazing. I mean, she, she has broken. You know what? She was an intern with I me know, at Channel Two. Channel Two. And what she has blew past me. <laughs> what, she, what she has accomplished, you know, in our business generally, yeah. but for women, uh, just amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing. great, great success story. Yeah. Okay, I think we we ought to review a movie here. Are you okay? I know, I know. You know, I I, I try to get in the loop occasionally. All so, right. which one should we do here, Stephen? Well, let's see. Uh, I really think we should probably do either Nimona or Teenage Kraken. Uh, why don't we do both of them? Okay. All right, Nimona first. Here we go. The real villain is still out there, and I do need help. And then, who do you want to kill first? What? Look, I can help you, but promise me you won't freak out. Why would I trust you? Promise! I promise! Even when you see the horn? Horn! Promise! I promise, promise, I will not freak! This is the part where you run. Okay, it starts a thousand years ago when, you know, monsters and all kinds of things are going on and we're in an old, and you kind of go, okay, is this... Well, it's medieval, Earth? but it has right. modern stuff. Well, that's later. Because oh, it oh starts that's right, off, a thousand years ago. Right. It starts off a thousand years ago, and you go, kind of like Vikings, kind of like whatever. Yeah, the like Celtics, a Celtic whatever. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it's not specific, you know, this could be almost any anywhere. And so all of a sudden we just flash forward, and the society has refined itself they have the you know the system the wall everything to keep the monsters out and keep things under control and the uh, not the institution it is the institute the institute institute yeah. i want to say institution is different i'm more familiar with that but you look at where they have become and they've created this idyllic society but at what cost yeah. and at first it seems and then we have these two young men that have gone through, and, and they are in love with one another. And I go, okay, this is interesting, and, and you know, where is this going to go? And then all of a sudden, something happens because a commoner is being taken into the society. Sort of like the, the Knights of the Round night. Table. Yeah. Knights of the Round Table, the whole thing. And this is the first time kind of this outsider commoner is going in. And the queen is so excited. The director is so excited about this. But when he actually is presenting himself to be knighted, something horrible happens. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, people are going, see, we told you, a commoner, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's blamed for it. He becomes an outcast. And while on the run, and he's incarcerated, out of incarceration and so on, but while he's on the run, he meets this young girl who kind of wants to be his sidekick. That's oh, the whole thing. Man, I is she funny. Want to be the sidekick. And at first I'm going, well, she's kind of annoying. What is this? But everything that kind of starts out like, okay, is this going to be some big, am I going to be preached at here? Is there a, what, what is going on here? Every single scenario just comes into a sweetness that I found just wonderful. And what we find out, and I don't want to give this, you know, any more than we absolutely have to in talking about it away, but we find out that every one of these people have a backstory, and especially this little gal, and I will tell you this, she has the ability to shapeshift. 
And it's a pretty, pretty remarkable thing. It, it's, it's a remarkable thing. Although she, they're all pink. Was that a thing? She can be a cute little otter. She can be all kinds a of whale. Things. You know, otters are big in movies right now, Guardians of the Galaxy and everything else. Where this takes us really surprised me, and what is actually going on surprised me. Some of just the simple messages of outsiders, you know, sometimes if you embrace these people, it makes all the difference. And an outsider in this society is an insider in that society. Yeah, who are the real monsters? Yeah, who are the real monsters, and how are monsters created? And this really almost rolls right into the Kraken movie, right, uh, because so. that's the same thing, but I really like this one much better than I like the Kraken. I, I was surprised because I sat down honestly a little skeptical. I had the screener from Netflix and I'm sitting there and it's just been a crazy week. And I thought, but I, I really want to see this. I want to be able to, you know, talk about more than Indiana Jones. And so I sat down and, and honestly, sometimes I, I hate to admit this, but I'll go in with a little time chip on my shoulder. A yeah. little like, oh, this is a Saturday morning. You better entertain me. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm triple dog daring you to have me like this movie, and they won the bet. I, I really like this movie. I mean, it's not a four-star movie, but it's a real good solid three for me. I really, really like a, this movie. It's a B-plus for me. Yeah. I was so taken by the writing and yeah. the message about monsters, that you know, who right. are the real monsters. And there's some poignant moments there where she's on the tip of the spear, you know. Oh, I know. I thought, oh. I know. And just somebody who will step up at that critical moment and change if not the world, the immediate world, with their kindness, with their gesture. And, and their, their example. And their example and their compassion. So, so that's a Netflix uh, movie, Nimona. Right. Uh, this is rated what, PG? PG. PG. It is PG, yes. Yeah. For me, it was the most 2023-sounding movie I've ever watched. <laughs> the jokes, the rapid fire, the music. Yeah. Uh, it's like a girl punk rock sort of soundtrack. True. Um, no, no, no. But I, as I was watching, I was like, this sounds exactly like everything I've ever heard my kids watching in videos and stuff on the Internet. Um, but it was funny. And Chloe Grace Moritz, man, she just goes for yeah. it yeah, as Nimona. Like she does. A huge energy. Like it was. I, I thought that was really good. I liked uh, Riz Ahmed uh, as the main voice. But uh, it, it, it is a good to me, what I liked was the layers. It's a layered movie. It really is. So okay. what's the great? Oh, for me, it was three. Three out of four. Three. Yeah. yeah. So we're all pretty much on the same page. I'm I think a, I liked it more than you guys. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I I could be converted, as Andy was last night mm. on Indiana Jones. Okay. Could, so what, what about Kraken? I could be converted. I have not seen Kraken. Oh, but that's let's, right. let's okay. get a little sound on that. Here we go. Your mother never told you you were royalty. The women in our family have the mighty power to turn into giant kraken. What now? Ruby, you're a princess. Address the crowd. I think I am having a panic attack. Mm, release the kraken. Yeah, so what the... Ruby Gilman lives with her family in this little oceanside town, and she's just like a regular teenager. She wants to hang with her friends. She's a math whiz. She wants to get a date to prom. But it just turns out that her and her family are all these uh, sea creatures called krakens that are posing as humans uh. to live among humans. So the humans don't know they're krakens. You don't know at the beginning why all of this is. Her mom is a, a, a kraken uh, um, realtor. <laughs> But oh, yeah, that's uh, right. She's a real estate agent. As uh, as we go along, she gets she's told she can never go into the ocean. That, that that's their family rule: never get in the ocean. Once she even does, even though they live, even though they live really, literally, literally next, on, to the next ocean. to the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and so she finds out that she is. I mean, she knew she was a kraken, but she didn't know that she could also oops turn into something like four or five stories tall. Ooh. And so yeah, then she's she, a big big kraken. 
Big Kraken. Yeah, and so th- there's all these metaphors for like the changes your body goes through in puberty and all this right. stuff. Uh, so it, it's something that you've seen before. She finds out she's royalty. Jane Fonda vo- uh, voices her grandmother. Yeah. Um, and there's apparently a war between krakens and mermaids, so I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, the mermaids are actually evil. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, they're and just the mermaid, nasty. The mermaid in it, of course, has red hair and has a oh, sing-songy voice. I wonder like, where that came from. Yeah, yeah. DreamWorks taking a shot at I could I can never figure out who, but, um, it, you know, it, it it's not the most original thing you've ever seen, but for most of your kids who are going to watch it, Okay, they, so what's the grade? Uh, for me, it was another. I liked it a, a pretty good. Three. My kids loved it, so okay. I, I bump it up for. Oh, them is that too. a B minus? B minus. I just thought it just after a while, you know, the stories are always so good when they set them up, and then they get into the war part, and it's just all you know, mayhem, and I just like oh. okay. But very colorful too. That was one thing. Like it's a very colorful movie. Yeah, this is a DreamWorks, and this is in theaters. Okay. Right? Yes. Yeah. And it's called the um, Ruby Gilman Teenage, Teenage Kraken. Teenage Kraken. Yeah. Not mutant, Kraken. Nope. Okay. All right. Hi, it's Tim Hughes. Doug, we're going to miss you around here after an amazing 45-year career at KSL. We're going to miss your unique talents, too, of not only being able to bring the seriousness of the day's headlines, but almost in the same breath being able to find a way to uh, find some humor and bring a smile. You've set the bar high for anybody that follows you here behind this microphone, and we're going to miss you. We wish you well. Good luck. Now, these comments on the intros are just choking me up. Who are these people? I know. Do they really know me? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful and a beautiful and a poignant and a strange day for me. Oh, thank you so much. Just a wonderful lady saying hi to me here. So good. Oh, wonderful. Well, it's we're, it, we're on the air right now. <laughs> yeah, just one second, and and let's no, you're okay. Let's let's talk about another movie. Which one do you guys want to talk about here? Wow, is it my birthday? No, uh, we should probably talk about you sound. Have, of, you have a birthday? No, I just I just came yeah. into existence. Just, I, the sound last of two, freedom. I didn't see body every some everybody. Or, everybody I didn't see. I haven't seen Sound of Freedom yet. I'm gonna okay. watch that this weekend. Okay. Uh, this is the uh, Tim Ballard story. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. The yeah. Underground Railroad. Underground thing. Rescue, yeah. And it's um, Jim Caviezel plays him in this movie. Uh, it is a, the production values are extraordinary. I mean, it looked, it's like a big time movie. Uh, you know, I thought Angel Studios, sure. I, I, you know, I'd seen some other stuff. and But this is first rate. It is, you know, I've heard stories perhaps, and it's based on a true story. They go to uh, South America and they rescue uh, this um, little remember, boy and a girl. Remember Sean Reyes went down yes. there on one of those Well, and Ryan, remember wow. from uh, oh, yeah. My Hearing Centers. Yeah. Uh, he was involved. And they actually reenact that in this movie. So you wow. see that particular, you know, where they they rent a little island resort and they bring all these guys and there's like 50 or 60 kids there. They bust all these people, thank heaven. Oh, yeah, I know. Jeez, take the... Boy, talk about scum of the earth. Yeah, and, and boy, you come out of that movie, you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. But so this is really well done. I, I'm not like saying it's like, ooh, I'm so shocked. But yeah, right. Caviezel, he's got those soft eyes, you know, that just, yeah. you know, the, the kind of the Jesus eyes, to be honest. And yeah, and he does such a great job, and the the compassion that he shows, and oh, Bill Camp is in this movie. He's a great character actor. Whenever he shows up in a film, I just immediately go, 
So how do we see this movie? Uh, it's in theaters, in uh, theaters. starting the 3rd. Uh, okay. It's supposed to be out on the 4th, right. but Megaplex is showing it on the 3rd. Uh, Sound of Freedom. It is rated PG-13, I wanted to say. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's in Megaplex Theaters on July 3rd. Okay. All right. Hey, we are continuing our broadcast from NPS, and we've got, uh, we're moving into the final hour of the uh, movie show. I'm, for me, I'm feeling like this is the 11th hour of the 11th day. Marsh is the... here. Oh, my goodness. Marshall, how are you? We're go- Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wow. Bearing gifts. They better not be ticking. Oh, my goodness. Dixon, I just want to tell Doug Wright how much I've enjoyed listening to him all these many years, how much he's taught me and inspired me and comforted me. I wish you all the best, Doug. Enjoy your retirement. I was just telling Kevin, our program director who's who's here, I think to make sure that I stay on format. Uh, no, he's he's just hanging out with us, which is really fun. But I told him I've I've got to get a thumb drive of all of these oh, these uh, comments, and I'm I'm just really kind of blown so, away. So you can actually appreciate, you know, sit back and enjoy yeah. them. <laughs> you know, when when I looked over, I didn't even spot it when Marshall came in, and he said, "Look who's over there!" And there's Marshall Moore, and he used to be the big Kahuna of the uh, Utah, Utah Film, Film Commission. Commission, and he's still now, a big deal. You know, up at the Utah Film Studio, and then also with the it used to be the LDS Film Festival, now the Zion. Yeah. Just amazing. It's good to see you, Marshall. Well, I couldn't miss this. <laughs> I was listening to you guys on the radio. I'm like, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to come bearing gifts from the Zion's Indie Film Fest and, and just be part of this uh, historic moment. Oh, we we really appreciate it. You, did, you pulled out the stops, brought us the goodies. I mean, some good-looking stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you. We uh, you know finally went big on the merchandise for the festival, and we're going to continue to do that. And uh, you've been a great support to everything we're doing at the festival and in, in you know, the film industry itself, how you've supported local filmmakers and educated our, the public and the legislature on how important the film industry is for Utah. And we really appreciate that. Oh, that's so kind of you, Marshall. We so appreciate what you guys do. I mean, Michelle and Marshall, they're just synonymous. Yeah, where's Michelle? You know? Working. Working. <laughs> You're out here messing around with the movie show, and she's doing the work, Yeah, right? I, said, I said, are you coming with me? And she goes, no, i got to go do this for, you know, she works for Living uh, yeah. living Cinema, Living Scriptures, so right. she's doing some stuff there today. So I'm representing both of us. You know, this is a rare opportunity for me that we tried to wheedle this information out of the commish, Virginia Pierce, when well, she was Well, good luck getting it from him. Because He's we, worse. we hear that something wonderful <laughs> is coming to the Utah Film Studios yeah. right up there just off yeah. Highway 40, Park City and the whole deal. And, uh, you know, Marshall, this would be the perfect time, of course. You'd just spill it. You'll feel so much better once you do. I, I You see, I know what Steve's referring to, like when you came up to do the show there and I couldn't. Open the door for oh, you to see. Oh, it was worse than that. He lockdown. tackled us from climbing even the stairs. It was on look. lockdown, but, you know. Hot lock. Hot lock, yeah. You remember yeah. the terminology, yes. Um, well, it, look, it's out there that Paramount did receive an incentive uh, from the state of Utah about right. a month ago. Uh-huh. And they are discussing with us, um, you know, occupying the studio for yes. a certain period of time. Maybe for a certain a few, show. A few, few months for... There is a certain show involved. Oh, stop your dancing. <laughs> but since we don't have any signed contracts yet, and we don't, we're not exactly sure which show it's going to be. We are in discussions with a particular show. That is true. Right. But right now, it's under the Paramount umbrella. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, until we sign that deal, I don't want to say 
oh, it's this show right. for sure. Well, I'll tell you what. If it's the one that I think it is. Mm-hmm. Speculate it, away. It is a real favorite of mine, and <laughs> uh-huh. it is on Paramount+. Uh-huh. Plus, uh-huh. And it does have some uh-huh. amazing stars in it. Uh-huh. And I would love it if that were to be filmed, you know, here in your studios well, and here in the state of Utah. Okay, so this is what I can say. Yes. <laughs> there was a show under the Paramount Network banner that a lot of people don't know spent a month in the studio last year, even though they're filming in Montana. They, they filmed a part of 1923 oh. at the studio hmm. uh, on stages uh, two and three um, for the, the first episode, uh, the African Savannah, the, right. the leopard hunt. Right. That right. was done at the studio as an interior so they could, you know, one, you know, recreate night right. and, and two, have the leopard contained. It was a real, it was a real <laughs> That's always real helpful. Deal. Yeah. yeah. But they came in and put dirt all over our floor and, and oh, created yeah. a hunting camp. Kind of like we did when the movie stuff. show was up there. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you would do anything. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that. so they were up there uh, for an episode last year. Wow, and that was uh, 1923. Uh, that was a good year. Yeah, it was 1923. Yeah. yeah that's, hey, look, there's a poster on the wall up there and a call sheet on the wall. So that's... Wow. That did happen. And, of course, the greatest thing that ever happened at the Utah Film Studios was hosting the movie show up there during the Sundance Film Festival two years in a row. Yeah, it was very row. memorable for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, we were in Beth's office, weren't we? Well, well just because... You, 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 you yeah. came up twice. You did the lobby, and yeah. you were up in Beth's office. That's right. Yeah, and just because I brought the grappling hooks to try to go over the top of the set to, you know, really get oh, the Oh, man, I've never seen Marsh move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall, so yeah. good to see you, and I'm really honored you'd come by today. Well, I'm Thank honored you. I was able to talk to you on the air and, and give you the thanks and love that you so deserve from our, our local film industry. Oh, that, that's so kind I, of you. I, I, I speak for everyone. Uh, and it's so great to have you here the same time that T.C. Christensen came by, oh, too. yes. Which, <laughs> you know, we love T.C., so yeah. Marshall, thank you. And, and best to you your all. wife, too. And, and say hi to the working woman of the family, okay? I, I will. And, guys, uh, coming up pretty soon, Sandlot 30th. Ooh. Maybe you'll want to have that cast yeah. come through on the show, so that's uh, in about do. a month. In a month, yep. Oh, so I'm okay. missing this by a month? Well, you can still be involved right i'll be listening <laughs> you know last time they came through we were waiting on smalls and yeah. he didn't make it you're killing me exactly smalls. that's literally what that I is the iconic line out of that of course i did like the soundbite that we had from squints last time you know she's oiling and lotioning she knows and then exactly she oil- what she's she doing and she's killing me so. They're, they're coming in on the, on the the fourth of August, so it's the fourth and fifth. Yeah, fourth with the Salt Lake Bees, and the fifth actually on the Sandlot where the movie was filmed. This is the first you're hearing about it. We're about to launch wow. in the next day or two publicly, but this is the first announcement I'm able to make. Hey, I'm glad we were able to wheedle something out. Well, of we this were there guy. for the 25th, and that was a yeah. that was a crazy party. Yeah, and, and and you know this might be the last time we're able to do it on the Sandlot. There's some development talk going yeah. on uh, about that area, so. Uh, Steve's still got the bragging rights that his uh, grandson, Trey, has sand, the oh, dirt from yes. the lot. Yes. Yeah. Hey, so. I still have some more if you guys, I'll give that to you, too. Hey. I, I have need... encapsulated dirt from so the So he'll lot. finally get the dirt on Doug Wright. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll all be right. here. Well, no, I won't be here all <laughs> <laughs> He'll be Marshall. here for one more hour. Yeah, thank you. Less thank than you that. Hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Marshall with us. Marshall Moore. You know, there was a great guy by the name of Marshall Small who worked at KSL, and sometimes I have to kind of stop and go <laughs> Marshall Moore, not Marshall Small. There we go. Yeah. All man. right. Good hey, man. look who's joining us today. I mean, Well, Deanne, boy, this is two days in a row. We're pulling out all the stops here. It's uh, 
You still can't figure out how to do this. Okay, thing. I think I think we got her microphone turned off while we're doing. Probably all a good of the, thing. There we go. <laughs> yeah, what were you muttering? Wrestling there? it. I can't talk without the last time of the theme song. Oh, we we do need the theme to the quirky picks. Here we go. The movie show quirky pick of the week. Okay. Now I do have to do something here, or I'm going to get my hands slapped. <laughs> okay. Okay, because you know, I mean, we do have sponsors, and we do have certain obligations and things that we need to do. So you can join. D, you could. Well, you're already a member of the Movie Show Club. But for those who aren't, if you're still out in the cold, it's time to text the word "movie" to the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line at five seven five zero zero. And if you've been waiting, going, "Yeah, that Doug or I wasn't around, I'd do it." Well, this is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, it'll be the perfect Douglas time. Douglas has left the building. Yeah, Douglas has I, left the I building. I am a member. I'm a proud member. I'm a proud charter member. Yeah, I think. we yeah. all are yeah. charter members. Yeah, I think even Andy, you're a charter member. Oh, absolutely. As soon as I found out. As soon as you found out. We last just told week. you about it last week. So. <laughs> as soon as I yeah. found out. Exactly. So, Dee, what have you got for us? What's well, quirky? In honor of the day, Uh-oh. I've picked 10 of your quirky picks. Ooh, my quirky picks. So, so this, these probably aren't your Maybe they're your favorites. I think they're going to be some this of your This is going favorites. to tell a lot about him. I, I need a pen here. It, it, is, it is going to tell a lot about him. Oh, there and, we go. Um, okay. Is this like the newlywed game where he has to guess and then you tell him <laughs> no, if he's no. right? Well, he can tell me if I'm right, okay. perhaps. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so well, good luck with that, Doug. So these are some that I think are, here's, here's the criteria, I think are his favorites. Okay. Some I think are a little bit offbeat. But nearly all of them, I want to poke my eyes out when they come on again, and we have to watch it again. Jeremiah Johnson. I think the big Lebowski. <laughs> I'm thinking game. there's a lot of westerns <laughs> on this it, list. Stop it, you guys. Lincoln, stop it. Lincoln, stop Lincoln. It. Stop it. So, okay. So there's no way to really say his favorite top ten, but these are these are okay. my quirky picks for him. And I'll start at the bottom. <laughs> and this is one that's not a lighthearted one, but I have heard him say that he thought it was really one of the greatest movies ever. It's a movie that I don't choose to receive, but I know it's a fabulous movie, Schindler's List. Absolutely. Yes. In my lifetime, I don't think there's been a more profound mainstream movie. You know. Yeah, and Chris Hicks was weeping during um, that movie. Everybody, yeah. was, everybody weeping. was weeping. You know, Mary Dixon, you know, I, nobody got out of their seat. Everybody sat there not waiting for a final scene, but just to gather themselves together and mop up the makeup and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. So the okay. next two come around, they're yearly, yearly ones that almost make me dread the season. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> wonderful life. 1946. Now. Uh-huh. Because how many times can you watch it? You can one more, <laughs> one more time. Yep. Okay, apparently. Okay. I, I mean, I like it, but not all the time. And then the next one, The Bishop's Wife. I Bishop's think Wife. Cary Grant is ridiculous as an angel. <laughs> I don't get it when he plays the harp. But anyway, Doug loves it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy the harp scene. No. Yeah. Okay. Not, uh, 1946, right? Uh-uh. So so you're still with me yeah, on this I'm, one? Okay. I'm with you. Then we're going a little bit more into the future. Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah. 1972. Yeah. You yeah. got that one. Yeah. This one, I I don't think he ever rolls past it. Young Frankenstein, 1974. <laughs> oh, love Young Frankenstein. It is a classic. Why would you remember that scene? <laughs> And then this one is, you know. I like walk I this way. This one is <laughs> is really a, a quirky one. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, I love oh, brother. 2000. Yeah. Boy, you're you're hitting them here, yeah. How would I know after 43 years of watching <laughs> these taking movies a on, a, in the dark. on a loop? Okay. <laughs> Random Harvest. Oh, I love Random 1942. Harvest. 1942. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, that Greer Garson, I have a real soft spot he for her. Garson. And yeah. then Ronald Coleman. Remember the old uh, uh, movie where they have uh, Daffy Duck. He swallows 
the pill that makes his voice perfect. And it's Ronald Coleman's voice. <laughs> yeah. Quiet Man. 1952. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. have a John Wayne. I, I could have done them all, John Wayne, right? But oh, I, I love John Wayne. Who wants that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I o- do. Only you. Yeah, only you. And then this one, I just have a little thing about this one. We kind of have a, a, a crazy family story. 1998, Big Lebowski. So Doug was watching this so much with our little boys. Oh no! And I didn't think it was a really good. You know, example for them. Little language, you know, so, being so the, ratted out. So the VHS, I think at the time, got lost. I, I don't know where it was. Are but you saying air quotes lost? Air quotes. Yes. Moms air quotes, do that. It got lost. Fragile. At Christmas, the boys gave him another copy. <laughs> so I just could not win the with big the big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah. yeah. And then this one, the last one, this is number one. I, I really quite love to and would watch it with you anytime. But it always kind of reminds me of you because when we were first married, we, I don't know, it was around... Butch Cassidy and the Sundance yeah, Kid. Yeah, Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Yep. So those were good ones, Is that right? the number one? Butch that was Cassidy? the number one. My number. My number, our, I think our mutual, it may not be his yep. favorite, but mutually it's You one. missed one. Uh-oh. Blazing Saddles. Oh, you're right. You're right. But I, you know what? Let me tell you. I debated Mel Brooks. Yeah. And I went with Young Frankenstein. So yeah. so I wasn't, yeah. Yeah. That That's a good list. D, she knows me. Yeah. This woman knows me. <laughs> So she's, and she if should I, keep you? Yeah. If I didn't, I probably would not be here, right? So. See, I could make up a list on her. It would be somewhere in time. It would yeah, be yeah, I'm yeah. sure you Meet me in St. Louis. Yeah, meet me in St. Louis. I just want to add that I, all of these nice testimonials that people have given you have been so sweet and so well-deserved, and I've appreciated them too. And I'm going to go on record as being the one person to say, I'm probably not that sad that this is your last day. <laughs> yeah, she has been pushing for this for some time. <laughs> Going, Doug, 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 you it's know, time. some people actually take a Friday off. Well, Andy, you'll learn this story. And I think I think that this is the good and the bad. I think when people hear something that sounds fun and it sounds easygoing and it sounds, you know, terrific to listen to, they, they think it's all fun. But I'm here to say this has been a lot of hard work and a lot of commitment and, and a lot of time and a lot for of effort. For everybody on the show. Steve yeah, works his butt off Certainly, for everybody, for everybody on the show. But, but career-wise... At Stone, wise, he has to put up with us. <laughs> but career-wise, I'll be glad for Doug to not be thinking about it all the time, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what he's going to be thinking about. I know. Me too. Me too. Well, The Big Lebowski can be watched over and over That's and all over. Of these, yeah. All of these can be watched a few more times, I'm sure. D. The quirky picks have been great. Yes, you, thank you, you so much. You for... saved our bacon during oh. the pandemic, and it's just become a favorite. And you cannot believe how many people come up and they go, "Yeah, Doug, on there. D, I love oh, listening to you on the show." That's true, so. but no, but, it yeah, is true. It's been fun, and it was. Thank you for tolerating me because there was nothing else to talk about during the pandemic, and, <laughs> and I was there. Well, I'm just going to say that the, all the times that we spent at your house, and you would make cookies and all these things, and and it was just snickerdoodles. It made. It made COVID a lot better oh, than well, it should have been. The say. cookies sounded delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, the, and it's been wonderful to get to know Steve better. He's been part of our family for a long time now, and we, we won't miss you because we're going to see you around, okay? Okay. All right. For sure. I'm All holding right. you to it. Hey, thank you, Dee. See you later. All right. Okay. All right. We need to gather up our friends from NPS here. And by the way, I just got this in from Burt Brothers. Doug, listening to the last movie show with you uh, right now, it's always good to hear your voice. Makes us remember the good times having the remotes at our stores over the years. And this, I think, is coming from Jake. Uh, my dad loved having you around and being our spokesman, uh, spokesperson for the shops. Uh, I know he was speaking of Wendell Bird. Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyway, 
That's pretty cool. That's a tough one. And he said, I wish we could have had you for the last show at Burt Brothers today. And thanks. Yeah, we could have really got a lot of money because everyone was fighting for the last show. And Julie <laughs> said, no. Julie said. It's mine. How, how kind. The last I, show. Jake, thank you so much. I, I couldn't even that. believe it. Oh, wow. Hey, we are at NPS. And what a, what a great show this has been today. Thank you so much. for. Oh, hey. Hi. So, so many great people have come by. And. I, I feel bad. I hope that uh, sweet lady that was saying hi to me while I was actually on the air. I, I wish she had stayed around so I could have chatted with her. She's still in the building. For a moment. Yeah, her. let's let's keep our eye out for her. She, oh well, we've got a few. You you've got a fan club, and there's a few of them. They go, well, when's his next? When's his <laughs> next break? Because uh, I went, I said, oh, I don't know. I'll have to ask. But, well, and then I missed missed what Dee said on her picks. So I'm oh, she have was to ask she was her. running through my quirky picks, things that I like that she knows yeah. I like, and yeah. it's quite an eclectic list, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about NPS because yes. the great things that are going on here at NPS are just remarkable each and every day. That's the thing that I've learned. Yeah, you know, occasionally we, we do something fun like this, and you really, whoa, go nuts on a few things. But every single day you guys are going nuts on it, things. It is. It's fun because we never know what we're going to get in. Right. And so it's kind of like Christmas every day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the, the and some you've told us on the air, but often they've been off the air. Just kind of the bizarre thing. You'll start digging into a pallet and you go, what in the world is that? And, you know, some of yeah. the amazing collectibles that you, you know, you, you buy something and you go, okay, yeah, that's great. Put that on aisle, whatever. Yeah, that's great. What in the world? Holy yeah. cow, you've got some incredible things. I like the really M- Michael things. Jordan rings story. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that was a that was a fun one. Yeah, we Yeah, we we made sure it got back to got back to its where home. Where it needed to go, but right. yeah, it was it was fun to put on his rings while we had them. <laughs> yeah, while we had them, your collectibles area, your you know, Steve and I still marvel at some of the amazing deals you've had for, I mean, like mums and like the poinsettias at Christmas time. Oh, yes, They're our plant dock huge. is amazing. Oh, the garden area. And if, if you can think of it, odds are it's here or will be here or has been here, right? Yes. yes. Today, 10% off in the garden. In the garden? Oh. Because of the movie show. Everything that you find there. Wonderful. Beautiful, beautiful flowers, trees. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think twenty five percent off on the garden supplies though. And the garden supplies twenty five percent. Wow. This, you know, it is amazing what you guys do, what you have here. It it truly is incredible, and it's so much fun to do this show. You know, here, and you're going to continue. You know, with these uh, guys over here. You were going to say idiots, weren't you? Steve and Andy. Steve and Andy. Yep. Yeah. No, I was just laughing because he said you were going to say idiots. <laughs> you go, eh, oh, no, probably, no, probably nice for five minutes. I do have a little restraint. Not much, mm. but a little restraint. NPS, there are four stores. The Layton store, the Orem store, the two stores here in Salt Lake on Empire. And that's at uh, 1600 South, just one block west of Redwood Road. You know, one it's, of our listeners actually texted in that their kids live for NPS Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We we get a, we get a rush on those. Yeah, people yeah. people love those. The kids love them. NPS. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with more of the movie show. We've still got movie show top ten, and oh. we've got telephone torture. Oh, no. I mean, all the good stuff. Yikes. All the good stuff. And you're doing. I'm I'm doing, you're doing the, the top ten voice. The big time announcer voice. Yep. All right. That's coming up. Stay with us. 
Hi, it's Boyd Matheson. Doug, your voice has been a vital voice in Utah for so many years, and it will echo for generations to come. Happy retirement to you, D, and the grandkids. Are we back? We're back on. I thought they were just going to play us out. Yeah, it's kind of a free-for-all here today. The Doug Party continues here at NPS. <laughs> the, the DP, Doug Party, yeah, which yeah. is much better than TP. <laughs> well, occasionally. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. It depends on the circumstances. Well, I'll tell you, the movie show here at NPS today, and it's been so much fun to have so many people come on by and say hi. And I didn't wow. know you were such a huge fan of balloons. Oh, yeah, it is, it is balloons Remember when you tried to here. shove all those balloons in yeah, your car? I know, I know. The, the, oh. the big 45 lasted quite a while. That was oh, did it? on the 45th anniversary on June 1st. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they the other ones, you know, they faded pretty quick. I was going to try to take them over to the grandkids, but... They did not last. Oh, no. Oh, no, they did not last. Well, all, all kinds of things are coming up. I'm going to try to hit the news here on time just for one last time. But I'll tell you what. We have got telephone torture, fabulous prizes worth up $2, and, of course, we've got the movie show Top Ten. That's all wow. coming up. Gosh, I'm still so touched by the uh, the text I got from Burt Brothers. And, yeah, boy, I'll tell you, yeah, you know, Wendell and Ron and Toulouse, Wendell is just poof. <laughs> My goodness, but what, 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 a great bunch great, of people. Yeah, great great bunch. We did a lot of great movie shows. At, uh, <laughs> all kinds of wonderful, crazy stuff. Hi, it's Dave Noriega. When I think of Doug Wright, it's hard not to imagine eating a delicious steak while driving on some brand new tires and, of course, washing my hands with some soft water. <laughs> That's pretty clever. That is pretty funny. It, it truly is. Okay, we are at NPS, and Julian Igor, these guys have tried to convince me now for several weeks that on the final uh, Doug Wright version of the movie show that I need to do the old-time, big-time announcer voice. So are, are, Ooh, are your listeners, are, are your customers going to be able to take this? Yeah, and you're, Watch you're, this building clear out. It's pretty profound. You know, so <laughs> Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. It's... Ladies and gentlemen, what are you chortling about? <laughs> it just brings back me. It's time <laughs> for the movie show top <laughs> ten. I remember. Wow. I remember that. that. That that. Let's cheer for that one. What was I thinking? That was amazing. Yeah. Andy, do you want to try that? Oh no. <laughs> You'll definitely hurt yourself. Movie show top ten. Well done. I need auto tune to do something like that. This this is actually a sponsored segment. Can you believe it? Not anymore. Scott Call at Call Climate Services. He's been one of our great sponsors on the movie show. Just a terrific guy and a great team. They are and a great they, team. They are amazing. So, Scott, thank you for all the years of sponsoring this nonsense. The movie show top ten. Okay, we're going to do the top ten real quick. All right. The Boogeyman. I was surprised how much I liked this. It's better. It made $60 million bucks. Are you kidding? Yeah. Then The Blackening, where, you know, are you black enough? This one is uh, supposed to be funny, and it's on my list. I need to go see it. Okay. The Guardians of the Galaxy, we all like them. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's done well, to say the least. Little Mermaid, I'm a little surprised it has not done well-er. 
Yeah, but half a billion is nothing to sneeze yeah, at. Yeah, no, it's doing all right. Asteroid City, weird, weird movie. I'm, I'm a big fan of Wes, but, you know, sometimes you can get weirder than you should. Well, apparently not big enough, because, oh. yeah, it is weird. Yeah, it, and it's not making much money. Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. I actually, especially compared to some of the old, you know, car parts in a blender movies, I, I quite like this movie. And the unfortunate thing is everyone's been snake bit by the previous ones, so yeah. the, the numbers are down. Yeah. No hard feelings. Quirky movie, but I liked it. I thought this was a yeah. hoot. Uh, then, what, oh, The Flash. All of us agree, don't we, on this one? It should be doing oh, better. Yeah. Yeah. It, the way it dropped off really surprised me yeah man just wow you know i mean it hasn't even it's been out two weeks it hasn't even cracked a hundred million dollars it's it's doing better foreign than it is in the united states wow elemental you know this cute little movie pixar's done better but uh you know it's it's not my least favorite you know movie by a long shot from pix pixar but remember when pixar does kind of an average movie by their standards it's spectacular by anybody else's well they've got to come up with a lot more 128 worldwide with a 250 300 budget yeah that's not going to work yeah and then spider-man across the spider-verse man it's just killing it you know remember this was like down yeah like second or third now it's back to the top now it's back up it's 567 worldwide yeah but next week it'll be Indiana Jones. Amazing what a good yeah. story can do for a movie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is shocking. It really is kind of shocking what a good story can do for a movie. And, of course, the big movie this week, and it'll be number one next week, is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And, by the way. I think it has a good chance. I think it has a good <laughs> chance of being number one. By the way, when we uh, did the big movie review, I needed to uh, mention once again, sponsored by Paris RV. And, boy, these folks have got it. Oh, we have all. a correction, too. Uh, the the prank with the fan. Finger, uh, with the yeah, one of our listeners texted us said that John Reese Davies, when he did the finger prank, it wasn't during Indiana Jones; it was Lord of the Rings, where he oh, freaked Lord out the, the people on set. Ah, there we go. Ooh. We have a real geek out there who really no, knows his stuff. Absolutely right. Absolutely. All right. Why? So, thank you. Oh, you meant the yeah. Listener. I meant the. So our, our big thanks to Paris RV. You know, the KSL Movie Show. <laughs> Telephone, Telephone torture. Ah, uh, it's time for a little telephone torture. Ladies and gentlemen, fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. Two tickets to the Megaplex Theater, two drinks, and two and a, a tub of popcorn. And Jeff the Whipple is uh, recreating what he did last night when we were at the Megaplex District there for the opening of Indiana Jones. And we're going to throw in all kinds of swag from Indy. Okay? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Now, you know the drill. Uh, we actually make you sing for your supper here a little bit. We will play a sound bite from a movie. You need to either name the actor or the character that oh. the actor played, I'm, you know, or you could name the movie. Okay? Okay. So here we go. What if we get all three? Well, then they win Triple. all of the goodies, and I shan't liberate anything from it, you know, <laughs> okay, like the, the drink or whatever. Okay, let's go to our phone line, which is KSL Talk, 575-8255. And hi, who's this? Hello, Doug. This is Bryce Pryor from Springville, Utah. <laughs> hey, Bryce, how you doing down there in Springville? Well, it sounds like I'm a loser, but you know what? Well, That's you never okay. know. No, 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 no. No, no. no we're going to make you different. Ju- you know, the great thing about Springville is it's just that much closer to Eureka. Yeah, you know, that's, that's darn the, right it is. Exactly. That much closer. Okay, now I want you to listen to this soundbite, and if you can name the movie or name Uh-oh. the character in the movie or the actor who plays the character, you're going to be a big wiener. So here you go. Now listen very, very closely. I've got a job to do, too. 
Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Okay. Oh, What's... no. Um, oh, no. Oh, I always no. criticize other people for not knowing, and now it's their turn to Two, criticize me. Um, not John Wayne. Um, nope, you're done. You'll have to give it to someone else. I'm a loser. The time Dang is it. up. The time is up. So do you know what? <laughs> you, you proclaimed yourself as a loser, and that was prophetic. <laughs> ah, dang it. I wish I was. Uh, I could a see. Big, uh, <laughs> well, my reason far exceeds my grasp. Now, <laughs> we need to loserize you. So we're going to hit the button. Here we go. Bam. Oh, I'm a loserizer. <laughs> a loserizer. Okay. But, you know, a good loser. All yeah, right. he, John Wayne, he was so close. Yeah, John Wayne. <laughs> okay, now Steve's let's eye roll. You can't hear that. Let's go back to the phone line. And if you're noticing a little, these are all kind of movie farewells. Oh. Uh, see, there is method to my madness. And hi, who's this? This is Jim from Alpine. Jim from Alpine. See, that's Our another, Jim from Alpine? That's another great thing about Alpine is just how much closer it is to Eureka. You know, so, you know, although we're, we're working the wrong direction here from Springville to Alpine, but you're still closer. Okay. Are you ready to listen to this soundbite and name the movie or name the actor or name the character? Okay. All right. Here we go. Good night and good luck. Okay. You changed the movie on me, so that's one I don't know, but thanks a lot. Well, now you're going to hate yourself on this. The name of the movie. Play that soundbite again. Okay. Good night and good luck. That is Edward R. Murrow, played by David Strathairn. And the name of the movie is Good Night and Good Luck. (laughs) So, well, but. Oh, my word. You're a good sport. I knew the the previous one. Yeah, yeah. See, he knew that one. Well, you'll get the next one then. Yeah, okay. So, you know, we're going to have to loserize you. That's, well, I've been one many times. Oh, okay. Here we go. Bam. You lose. Good day, sir. Okay. All right. And now we're going to go to this one. Here we go. Let's go to the phone line. Hi. Who's uh, who's joining us here? Wendy from Draper. Wendy from Draper. Okay. Wendy, I want you to listen very closely and name the character, the actor, or the movie. So here we go. Hasta la vista, baby. Okay. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. I knew I knew Wendy from Traper would nail it. And he's the Terminator. He's the T what? The He's the T eight hundred. T eight hundred, right. So yeah. the right. less right. Is here. <laughs> the less sophisticated Terminator by yeah. today's standards. But hey, you are a big fill in the blank. Wiener. Wiener. Of course you are. You are a big wiener here I on the Wendy has show. never said wiener in her Fabulous life. prizes worth up to dollars. <laughs> are coming your way, and that includes two tickets to the Megaplex Theater. You're going to get two drinks. You're going to get a tub of popcorn. And Jeff the Whipple has uh, told us that he's going to throw in some Indiana Jones swag for you. How does that make you feel? Well, I feel fantastic, but I'm more honored that I am I the last big wiener. You are the last big wiener on my reign. Now, I have no idea of what these guys are going to do and what they're going to screw up. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> the answer is a lot. A lot. So, but, but well, under, what an endorsement. Under my 38-year reign on the movie show, you are the last 
big wiener. Congratulations. I'm honored. I'm so honored. Thank now, you. Of, of course, there is one thing. Even the big wieners have an obligation. Nothing is quite absolutely free. There's one little chore you must do here, so I'm sure you know what oh, it is. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, no, I don't. What is Intr- it? Introduce <laughs> Frank. Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, Frank Sinatra. There you go. Nothing like Frank to make a loser feel a little bit better. Now, I did, I did have two other sound bites just in case, and one was absolutely idiot-proof. Let's play the very last one here. We didn't, we didn't get to this, but the very last one, and then we'll save Roy for a minute. So somebody was going to get this one if we really were desperate. Here we go. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Okay, but which one are you? Are you Liesel? I don't know. I'm the cuckoo bird, you know, the the absurd little bird that is okay. But this is this is the one that, you know, was really, you know, I was going to save for the very, very end, and here it is. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Everybody would get that you and your little cowboy boots. Little cowboy boots. Right, I, I had the, the Roy Rogers, you know, little cap gun thing. Did you have a Red Rider BB gun? No, I didn't have a Red Rider BB gun. Your mom said, but, put your was eye Was that out. the man who shot Liberty Valance? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Just kidding. Well, hey, that does it for the, uh, the uh, movie show for today. The movie show will continue with these great guys, Steve Sales and Andy Farnsworth and all of the cast and crew and all of the unsung heroes like Gustavo and so on. We've had several of our former producers, including Aaron Wilhelm and Robin stopped by and said hi. And so it's, it's been a great run. 38 years started back in the day, 1985, right after Labor Day with uh, Chris Hicks. And we were just doing a little goofy little feature, you know, sponsored by Trolley Square Theaters. And it was, uh, and it grew into what it is today. So I can't thank everybody enough, man. You know what a what a great run and what great listeners, great sponsors. Oh my goodness, the sponsors that have stepped up, the people that have contributed on this radio show, and then of course the old uh, Doug Wright show that was uh, on daily for thirty three years, and it's been a great run. I can't thank everybody enough for everything that uh, I've, uh, I've 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 just had some. <laughs> I'm tearing up too. Well, it's been a great run, Steve. I don't even know what to say, but I've had the time of my life, my friend. It's been a great run. For more than a quarter of a century, this guy's been by my side, and we've had some, some great people that have worked so, so very, very hard on this show. And But, boy, a big thanks to KSL for letting this happen. <laughs> this is yeah. a little Abbey normal. That's true. And, uh, and for our listeners and our sponsors and all the great people that have worked on this show, including great sponsors like NPS. Oh, my goodness. You guys, thank you so much for hosting the, uh, the show. <laughs>
I'm crying too. <laughs> I, think, I think Igor maybe better take. You're going to sing us a song. You You've got something. a beautiful voice. I wanted to say what a great honor you have given us to broadcast your last episode with the movie show. Oh, That's thank great. You. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. We it, love you. We it love has you. been terrific. You know, other people that have worked so hard on this show, and boy, I'm a D. Yeah. yeah. What can I say? Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's been a great, great run. And these guys are going to be terrific. Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. We're going to miss you. For sure. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.